The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Jesus will look at demons and say, come out of him. No shouting, no screaming. He goes to the tomb of Lazarus and says, Lazarus, come forth. After four days of death, that's the anointing operating. It hasn't have to do with shouting, screaming, jump, jumping here and there. It has nothing to do with that. One of the most anointed men of God in our time is Daddy Gio. He doesn't shout. He doesn't scream. You say, let somebody say hallelujah. And that's it. Miracles are happening. Does he scream? He doesn't shout. If you know who you are and you know who is backing you, hallelujah, you don't scream, you don't shout because you know the power you carry. Say a good amen. amen. We give you praise. Amen. Psalm 81 verse 10. Psalm 81 verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Amen. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. That's the word of the Lord unto this house. After covenant, we are no longer in Egypt. We are no longer in bondage. We are in the land of liberty. Now the Lord is saying after covenant, he is saying that I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. After you've been brought out of the land of Egypt, Egypt represents captivity. Now he says, open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. That word, open your mouth wide, there means expand your expectation. Release your faith. Believe him for the impossible. Believe him for big things. And whatever you believe him for, he will do it. Let me hear a living amen. I said, let me hear a living amen. Believe him for big things. Believe him for things that even you yourself, you think you are crazy. Amen. God says he has brought you out of the land of Egypt. Egypt represents scarcity. Egypt represents limitation. Egypt represents bondage. But now that you are in the land of the free, it's time to release your faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's time to do what? Release your faith. Bring out your expectation cards. Stop that. 
If you don't have one, quickly lift up your hand and the ushers will give you one. Something is about to explode in your life. I won't, we don't have the time for me to give you the time to write your expectations on there, but let that expectation be in your heart. There's another person at the back there. Anyone need an expectation card? Now, lift it up in accordance to Psalm 81 verse 10. God says, open your mouth how? Open it how? Open it how? And what will he do? What will he do? Now, whose responsibility is it to open their mouth? Whose responsibility is it to feel it? Exactly. How many of you know that there are different sizes of spoons? There's a teaspoon, right? That can only take five mil. Now, if you go to a restaurant at your age and you're about to eat and they give you a teaspoon to eat, it's an insult. Isn't that right? They give you a spoon according to your age or the size of your mouth. Amen? Amen. So, uh, and there are different sizes of spoons. I don't know where you came from, but where I came from, there some spoons are not the normal size spoon. It's actually the ones they use to scoop the big, the, I mean the biggest of all spoons, that's the one we use. Because our faith is so strong, we are believing God for the supernatural. In just five minutes, you are going to talk to God. You are going to open your mouth wide and God is going to fill it. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In just five minutes. Zika takalaba, 
Maza kata kalabra sheka Lebanda kata kalabra shele Reba nalaba shakata Lebaba katarabra Andayabra Lebre sheke rebre shanda Lebanda kata Daba ratende rebre shaka Le kata kalabanda Azimana katoriaba Lebanda baba sheka tayalaba Rabanda bakatoriaba Azimene mene meshanda Lebanda brashke brande lebre Le kababa shanda yaba le banda katoria baba azenda brash kabanda yaba le banda bakatoya release your faith release your faith release your faith believe god for the big things believe him for big things believe him for exploits believe him for greater glory in the billions in the billions Believe him for the billions. Believe him for the billions. Generational wealth transfers. Believe him for houses you did not build. Properties. Believe him for total health. Total health. Believe him for debt cancellation. Believe him. Release your faith. This is your moment. This is your moment. There is exchange going on. There are transfers going on. It is your moment. It is your moment. Jump in. This is your Kairos moment. This is your Kairos moment. This is your Kairos moment. Hallelujah. This is your Kairos moment. This is your Kairos moment. This is your Kairos moment. This is your breakthrough moment. Enough is enough. No more bondage. No more bondage. No more limitation. We break the back of limitations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of anything that has held you back must go now. It must go now. Debts are being cancelled now. Debts are being cancelled now. There are wealth transfer going on. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Business expansion. Visas are being issued now. Settlements are being granted now. Marriages are taking place. Fruitfulness. Babies. 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 Fruitfulness on every side. Business expansion. Business explosion. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything that has limited us, we break it. We are land owners, we are property owners, we decree it, we decree it, we decree it, we own lands, we own properties, we decree it right now in the name of Jesus. We are not beggars. We are company owners in the billions. In the billions of pounds. In the billions of dollars. We decree our businesses are expanding. Everything our hand touches is being blessed right now. Total health. Complete health. Complete health. Complete health.
Thank you for the release of faith. Thank you that debts are cancelled. Thank you for the approval of properties. Thank you for the expansion of this house. Thank you that multitudes are coming from every corner of the earth into this house. Thank you, the Solution Chapel International is a large and a spacious ministry. Thank you that every member of this house is being blessed on every side. We thank you for businesses expanding. We thank you for testimonies abounding. We thank you that we are landowners in this nation. We own properties across the globe. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for settlements. Thank you for settlements. Thank you for promotions. Thank you for expansions. We call it done. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is done. Let's please be seated. I want to encourage you, make sure you, you, you note, list your expectations on your expectation cards because the whole of this month we will be lifting it up towards the Lord. And when you are in service, come with your expectation cards. Because as the word is going on, the power of God will be released to do exploits. I decree over that expectation card that if I be a man of God, before covenant 2020, every expectation written on your expectations cards will be done in excess of your expectation. Say a good amen. amen in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Well, welcome to service this morning. I will say this is uh, this is after covenant. Amen. Because this year covenant was for five days. It was from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And Sunday. And uh, we thank God for the life of Pastor Tao and Pastor Nomti for really pouring into us. Uh, they were so blessed and they, they want us to send their sincere appreciation and gratitude to you. They say you are a wonderful church. And then they said we should tell you what was something unusual to happen in your life. Now, let me just say this. Last year when they came, uh, last year, Covenant was just for two days, right? 
by Wednesday and a Thursday. But from last year till this covenant, God had changed our levels in an unusual way. So I want you to start watching from now till next year covenant. It will be awesome. Say a good amen. amen. I said it will be awesome. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Well, uh, this month is a month of the anointing. August is a month of the anointing. So we are looking at a, a teaching on the anointing. Uh, so if you're ready, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. The book of Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. I read, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing my series that I have titled Understanding the Anointing. Understanding the Anointing and this is part two. Understanding the Anointing and this is part two. Uh, In the part one, we did uh, lay the foundation down on what the anointing is we did look at what a yoke is. We also looked at what a burden is and what they do. And today we want to go a little bit further to make sure that we really understand the place of the anointing. Because if you are going to do exploits as a child of God, you need the anointing. Amen? You need what? You need the anointing. Even Jesus could not function without the anointing. Jesus' last name is not Christ. Christ means the anointed and his anointing. Are you following me? So even Jesus needed the anointing to be able to function and function effectively. This year, this is our year of influence. And I believe that for us to be influential in any area of our lives, we need the anointing. Why? Because the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. So that means when you're operating in the anointing, you go at a fast pace. Amen? Now, just a quick recap before we get into the service, into the word. Now, Psalm 81 verse 6, the Bible says, I have removed his shoulder from the bedding. His hands were delivered from the pots. This is talking about Joseph. And the last time I said, the bedding is always placed on the shoulder. Because the shoulder is a place of what? Responsibility. And I've always said to you that the purpose of the bedding is to slow you down. So that means, for instance, uh, if you want to build a house, you know, uh, uh, from ground up, and it takes finances to build. 
Isn't that right? So if the enemy wants to slow you down, guess where he'll put a bed in? In the area of your finances. So that's what he does. That's the enemy's number one strategy. The next thing we want to also look at quickly before we move forward is the yoke. The yoke. The purpose of the yoke is to impede your speed. The purpose of the yoke is to impede your speed. Now remember, in, in part one, I did explain to you that the enemy puts a yoke where? On the neck. And when we looked at Psalm 133 from verse 1 to 3, it says, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like what? The oil that flows from the head of Aaron into his beard and then it went onto his garment. It skipped the neck. The neck connects the head and the body together. So if the enemy wants to bring disunity to the body and the head, look at where he puts a yoke on the neck. And when there is a yoke on the neck, the neck cannot turn freely wherever it wants. Are you following me? So we have to understand the strategies of the enemy. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 48. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 48. It says, therefore shall thou serve thine enemies. Now this is part of the curse. Which the Lord shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. So can you see the strategy of the devil? He puts a yoke on the neck of God's people until he destroys them. And look at the kind of yoke he's putting, a, a yoke of iron. The devil is a liar. Amen. I said the devil is a liar. Amen. Any yoke that has been in your generation after today, it will be destroyed. Amen. Say it louder, amen. amen. Now, I want you to understand something. Sometimes the enemy places what I call invincible burdens and invincible yokes on people. Because they are invincible, you can't see it. But let me show you how invincible burdens and invisible yokes work. Most of the time, they are cyclical. When I say cyclical, that means they happen at a particular point of your life, probably every year, probably every three years, or every seven years. At a certain month of your life, you see the same things happening. These are invincible cyclical yokes and burdens. There are times you save, let's say you save up to 18,000 pounds and something comes up and then all your savings over the years goes down. And then all of a sudden you're wondering what happened? And you struggle so much to save again and you're not able to. It's cyclical. It's cyclical. And today that yoke will be destroyed. Amen. 
I said it will be destroyed. Amen. Let me tell you how the anointing works. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. Are you following me? So the anointing, most of the time, it flows through teaching. As the word is going on, the anointing is present and doing all kinds of things. And today will be a day where you'll remember for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Now, the anointing also is invincible. But the effects of the anointing is visible. The anointing also operates in an invincible manner. But its effect is visible. Amen. You say, how, Pastor? John chapter 3, verse 8. Now, you know John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 6, Jesus is talking about how to be born again. You know that. And then in verse 8, Jesus said, the wind blows where, John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus said, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Amen. So the effect of the, the anointing is invincible. But, but, but you can see its effect working. Are you following me? Now, for instance, the Bible says that Elijah and Ahab, we're going to go to the gates of Jezreel, right? And, and, and Elijah told Ahab, you go ahead. And Ahab went on the chariots, the best chariots at that time. And then the Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. There was no visible hand. It was an invisible hand. Yet Elijah got to the gates of Jezreel before Ahab got there. Are you following what I'm saying? So the anointing is invisible, but its effects are visible. When the anointing is operating in your life, guess what happened? People might not see anything working behind you, but by the time they realize you got to the finishing end before they get there. I decree that anointing Amen. coming upon you from today in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is the secret behind this ministry. The anointing is working. Amen. The anointing is working in this ministry. Amen. Doing exploits. Doing exploits. Testimonies beyond human imagination. Why would a man of God like Pastor Tao leave his church and come to us. That's the anointing. The anointing is here. The first day he came here, he said there's something here, unusual. There's a unique anointing here. Are you following what I'm saying? It's the anointing. You might not see it, but it's working. All the testimonies we hear, all the numerous miracles, signs, and wonders we see happening in this house is the anointing. During the healing school, the last one in July, there was a man who was here, came from far. We had many people who came from far. One of them testified, there were many testimonies. One of them testified that he's been smoking for 50 years. 
He's been trying to quit. He could not quit. But after I prayed for him during the healing school, since then, the desire to smoke is no longer there. Amen. 50 years. Amen. That's the anointing. It's the anointing that draws people from all the way from Coventry and Bedfordshire and all those places to come to a place like this. It's the anointing. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's so important for us to understand the effects of the anointing. Hallelujah. Now please hear me. The anointing is not in shouting and screaming. The anointing is not in gymnastics or rolling on the floor. The anointing is not in sweating. And so today, pastor did not sweat. Why do you want me to sweat? <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? The anointing is not in sweating. So don't mix it up. Don't mix the anointing with shouting. You see, when you know who you are, you know the power you carry. You don't shout. Now, the Queen of England, every year, goes to Parliament and takes a letter and starts reading, my government will do this, my government will do this, my government will do this, my government will do this. Does she shout? No. Does she shout? No. no. Because where the word of a king Hallelujah. is, there is power. There is power. When you know what you carry, you don't have to shout. Jesus will look at demons and say, come out of him. No shouting, no screaming. He goes to the tomb of Lazarus and says, Lazarus, come forth. After four days of death, that's anointing operating. It hasn't have to do with shouting, screaming, jump, jumping here and there. It has nothing to do with that. One of the most anointed men of God in our time is Daddy Gio. He doesn't shout. He doesn't scream. He said, let somebody say hallelujah. And that's it. Miracles are happening. Does he scream? He doesn't shout. If you know who you are and you know who is backing you, hallelujah, you don't scream, you don't shout because you know the power you carry. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. That's why God gives us pastors according to his own heart to feed us with knowledge and understanding. Because it's imperative for us to have what? Understanding. You see, the reason why many people are not benefiting from the anointing is because they have no understanding of the anointing. Oh, this is so powerful. They have no understanding of what they are anointing. Letter, can you please go to the light there? I want to show you something. Please switch off all the lights. I just want to give an analogy. Switch off all the lights. Now, let's assume that letter is coming into this room right now and it's dark, right? And she walks in and she wants to see, but she can't see. 
Now, there is light in the room. But she doesn't know there is light. All she has to do is turn on the switch. And the light will come. Is that right? Now, the anointing is already in you. But the reason why the anointing will not benefit you is because you have not understood how the anointing works and operates. So now, if she doesn't want to fall on things or walk in darkness, all she has to do is do what? Turn on the switch. Please turn on the switch. And guess what happens? The anointing begins to flow. Do you see how the anointing operates? So, thank you. God bless you. You can please be seated. The anointing is already there. Your responsibility is to do what? Turn on the switch. What's your responsibility? It's already there. That's why Paul told Timothy that stir the gift that is in you. The gift is there, but you're not stirring it up. So the gifts are dormant. The anointing is dormant. It doesn't mean the anointing is not there. That's why God gives you pastors according to his own heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Say amen to that. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, and I'll give you pastors. This is God talking. He said, I'll give you pastors according to mine own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Verse 16, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Verse 16 says, and it shall come to pass. When you be multiplied and increased. So the effect of the anointing is that when you are fed with knowledge and understanding, guess what happened? You increase and you multiply. Are you following me? Are you following me so far? So when you come to church, you are being fed with two things, knowledge and understanding. That's why Hosea chapter 12 verse 3 13, the Bible says that by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. So it takes a prophet to bring you out. And it takes a prophet to preserve you. So don't run away from your prophet after you have been brought out. There is also a place for preservation. Say amen to that. When God gives you a big testimony, that's not the time to leave God. When you make a vow with God and tell God, when you bless me, I'll serve you all the days of my life. After he's blessed you, that's not the time to quit serving God. That's actually the time to serve God how? The more. So when it comes to the anointing, Your understanding is critical. Your understanding is critical. Because (laughs) how many of you have a phone and all you do with your phone is make calls and send text message? And then maybe you give that phone to a a six-year-old or a seven-year-old and they start doing all kinds of things. And you start asking, I didn't know my phone could do all these things because you had no understanding of the phone. (laughs) 
they understand the phone more than you. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? It's not that you, you, you didn't have the phone. You had the phone for your information. You thought all the phone can do is, hello, how are you? Bye. And especially most of us who receive phone calls from far. When the call comes, you start shouting, hello, hello, how are you? No, you don't have to shout. <laughs> Praise God, you don't have to shout. I mean, the person can hear you. He can hear you. Okay, just say, hello, how are you? Are you okay? You see, you think because the person is far, you have to shout, hello, hello. No. <laughs> Praise God. You see, because you don't have understanding, you think you have to shout for the person to hear, but no. I don't want to tell you a story in my house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are guilty of that? Okay, okay. It's good you are confessing your sins. After today, you don't have to shout because they can hear you. Whether in Australia or wherever they are, they can hear you. Just speak, just speak normally. Hello, how are you? You okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 1 verse 20. The Bible says that in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realms. Say amen to that. That means when you pray in understanding, you are made Ten times better. Amen. That will be your story from Amen. today. At your workplace, you'll be ten times better. Amen. Better than your colleagues. Amen. In your business, your business will be ten times better Amen. than that of your competitors. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. Ten times better. 10 times better. Our children from this church will be 10 times better. Amen. 10 times better than any other children elsewhere. Amen. You say, why is that? Because we carry that dimension of anointing. Amen. Our marriages will be 10 times better. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Very soon, people will be envying our marriages in this church. Many multitudes across the world will be envying this church because we'll be 10 times better. Hallelujah. It's the grace we carry. So from now, at your work, ask yourself, am I doing this work 10 times better than my colleagues? It's not just enough to say amen. After you've received the word, you have to work with the word. You can't be lazy and say, I'm 10 times better, 10 times. No, 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 no. Laziness doesn't go with 10 times better. Amen? Amen. You, are the, you are the only Christian at your workplace all the time, late. You say, I'm 10 times better. No, no, it's not about saying 10. <laughs> Being 10 times better means you go to work minimum 10 minutes before everybody shows up. Or even 30 minutes before everybody shows up. 
diligent at your work. Mm, that is what it means to be 10 times better because you have understanding of what you're doing. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible says that, and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment. Wow. They had understanding of the times. They had understanding of the times. And as a result of that, they were ruling. Understanding of the times puts you in command in any field that you operate in. That's why it's so important. Let's actually read this scripture from the ESV. ESV. We're going to read quickly from verse 23 to 35. So that you just see the different numbers of people who were there. The ESV. English Standard Version, the ESV. And we're going to read from verse 23 to 35 quickly. Okay, I read it. Now, from verse 23, it says, These are the numbers of the divisions of the armed troops who came to David in Hebrew to turn the kingdom of Saul over to him according to the word of the Lord. Now, these are all the, the people who came. So, now, notice carefully, they're going to give us a number now. It says, the men of Judah, bearing shield and spear, were 6,800 armed troops. Right? Verse 25, of the Simeonites, mighty men of valor of, for war, there were 7,100. Of the Levites, there were 4,600. The prince Jehoiada of the house of Aaron, and with him were 3,700. Zodak, a young man, mighty in valor, 22 commanders from his own father's house. 29. Of the Benjaminites, the kinsmen of Saul, how many? 3,000, of whom the majority had to point, keep their allegiance to the house of Saul. Of the Ephraimites, 20,800. Verse 31, of the, of, of the tribe of Manasseh, 18,000. Verse 32, of the men of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, how many? How many? How many? Okay. Now verse 33 of Zebulon, how many? 50,000. Verse 34 of Naphtali, how many? 1,000. Of the Danites, how many? 28,600. But the key verse is verse, 30, the verse 32. Of the sons of Issachar, they were only how many? 200. Yet, they had understanding of the times. As a result of that, they were commanding all the other tribes who had more people than they had. Wow. 
So it's not about numbers. It's about understanding of the times. Have you noticed that the weatherman controls your behavior? Because he understands the weather and you don't. When before you go out, the weatherman will tell you, today is going to snow. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You dress appropriately to withstand the snow. The following day, the, weather would, the weatherman will tell you, it's going to rain. What do you do? You take your umbrella. Why? Because he has understanding of the times. So he's telling you how you ought to behave, what you need to wear, how you need to... He's telling you everything. So it's not about shouting, jumping, hey, hey. No, it's understanding of the times, of the men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Yet they were only 200. I pray for you today that God will give you grace to have understanding of the times. You see, 99% of all problems we have has to do with lack of understanding. Do you know, if you understand someone, you relate with them better. But if you don't understand them, there's always conflict. Understanding is key. Major problems that many Christians have is understanding. You see Christians go to work and they start praying, work time, work time. They take their Bible, put it on their desk and start praying in tongues. I bind every devil. Every devil die by fire. Every demon in this office. No, you don't have understanding. You need understanding to see how that office operates. You need understanding to know who are your enemies and who are your allies. If you have no understanding, you go tell your enemies all your secrets. Oh, you you go tell your enemy, I'm applying for this promotion. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. You've gone to your enemy. Some of us take our marriages to number one enemy of that marriage. Oh, my husband is this. Oh, my husband, my husband. They said, mm. you know there are people who have soulish desires. You have no understanding. Some of us show off what we have on social media. We show, I'm in this hotel in Dubai. I'm in Dubai. You have no understanding. You have no understanding. You have no understanding. You have no understanding. Why do you have to tell the world you are in Dubai? Is it Dubai or Dubai? <laughs> when you, those who go frequently, they say Dubai. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. No, you don't have to. 
You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. It's not, it's not everyone you take a picture with, they say, I just took a picture with the, the US president. Yet this is public number one enemy. <laughs> and now you have gone to get for yourself enemies you can't fight. No understanding. We expose ourselves to our enemies. Please. God is giving us wisdom. After covenant, we cannot remain the same. There are things we do in this church that many don't know of. Before they hear, bam, it's happened. They say, how did they do it? It's not by might, neither is it by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord there has to do. Now, one of the, one of the spirits that Jesus had was a spirit of quick understanding. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 11. Let's read it. Isaiah chapter 11. Quick understanding. That's my prayer for you. Amen. Quick understanding. Amen. Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1. Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? Yes. It says, and there shall come forth out of a rod of the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Notice the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit, and he shall make him of what? Of quick understanding. Understanding there is double. There is one level of understanding and there's another level of understanding. The higher level of understanding is what we call the spirit of quick understanding. Ask any teacher. Children who are the head in class are those who have quick understanding. In life, when you have quick understanding, you'll be ahead. You'll be ahead. I'm telling you, you'll be ahead. Nobody can catch up with you because you have quick understanding. I pray that over this church, over this commission, that will have quick understanding. Quick understanding. Quick understanding. And I've noticed that the most problematic people in every church, in every organization, in every home, everywhere, are those who are slow to understand. Slow. We are running. They have, we are running. Because they are slow to understand, they are walking. They say, what is the, what is the need to run? Why are we running? Why do we have to run? It's a season for running. We've, we've gone through a season of walking. This is a new season. It's a season of speed. It's a sp- season of speed. It's a season of opening our mouth wide and believing God for big things. Hallelujah. So quickly as we get ready to close, what is the purpose of the anointing? 
because we've been talking about the anointing, we have to know and understand what the purpose of the anointing is. Because if you don't know what the purpose of the anointing is, you'll abuse it. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. For God was with him. What is the purpose of the anointing? Two things. Number one, to do good. When you carry the anointing, an evidence that you carry the anointing is that you do good. Stingy people cannot carry the anointing. <laughs> you can't carry the anointing and be nasty. Our Lord and Master Savior, Jesus Christ, the most anointed, the example of all anointings, he showed us what it means to do good. So an evidence that you carry the anointing is to do good. That's why this year, this church, we fed 10,000 in this community. That's doing good. Two years ago, we planted 10 churches in India. We don't know those churches. We have no relationship with them. That's doing good. Those churches don't bear the name of this church, but we saw a need to plant churches there. Sending money, that is what it means, to do good. Amen. 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 So when you carry the anointing, you do you cannot carry the anointing and be wicked. Amen. You this this please hear me. You cannot carry the anointing and be wicked. I know you've heard messages on the anointing, but this one is different. (laughs) This one is different. This one will get you to start thinking now whether what you heard on the anointing is really the anointing. Number two sign that you carry the anointing is he was healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.